Good morning. It's been more than a year since infant Tristan Schultz was killed while his mother was pushing him across a crosswalk in a stroller. Now prosecutors say they have less evidence than they did when they made the indictment, and today they're asking the court to drop the manslaughter charges against the man accused of hitting the mother and her son in that crosswalk. For Tuesday, September 5th, it's your Loud Now Morning Minute. Today's Morning Minute is sponsored by Get Out Loudon. It's a new service from the Loudon Now team to help get you out of the house and to explore the county's many ways to get out. Go to getoutloudon.com for our complete calendar of concerts and events. And if you've got an event, make sure you get your dates on our list. We want to help get more people through your door and make your event a success. To stay up to date on the latest entertainment, you can also follow Get Out Loudon on Facebook or on Twitter and sign up for the weekly e-newsletter with the best stuff each weekend. It's all at getoutloudon.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. Investigators say that in August of last year, John Miller drove through an intersection on Riverside Parkway near Lansdowne and hit Mindy Schultz as she was pushing her infant son Tristan in a stroller through a crosswalk. Mindy Schultz was taken to the hospital and released after three days of treatment. Tristan was pronounced dead at the scene. Early on in the investigation, police believed Mr. Miller had been distracted by one of his two cell phones at the time of the crash. When they took the indictment to a grand jury, they had records of Sprint data transmission, which seemed to show Mr. Miller using his cell phone. This was corroborated by one eyewitness's statement that he saw Mr. Miller holding a cell phone while making a turn. Now, though, the investigation has come along a little further. They have completed their examination of the phone and found nothing else to back that up. Deputy Commonwealth's attorney Sean Morgan's motion to drop the charges said the state therefore has less evidence than it did at the time of the indictment. He'll argue that motion before a circuit court judge today. Mr. Miller still faces charges of reckless driving and failure to yield to pedestrians and is scheduled for a 10-day jury trial in October. If you're curious, to win an involuntary manslaughter verdict, prosecutors must prove that the driver's conduct was, quote, so gross, wanton, and culpable as to show a reckless disregard of human life. As I say, prosecutors don't feel they can meet that standard. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, a surprise sinkhole underneath the Pennington Garage construction site in Leesburg means the county will be sinking another $3.5 million and another five months into getting it built. That's kind of one of those uh, wordplay things that, as a reporter, we're genetically predisposed to be unable to resist that kind of wordplay. This is the parking garage they're putting up off North Street as part of the project to expand the courthouse. And according to a report from county staff, during construction of the foundation in June, a sinkhole developed underneath some drilling work on the western end of the structure, which is nearest the existing Pennington parking lot. In August, a second sinkhole developed nearby and was decided to be part of the first one. After the first sinkhole, the county met with their construction contractor and the geotechnical firm that tested the site before work started. The fixes they came up with are expected to cost more than $3.5 million and add five months to the schedule. They're expected to finish up in November of next year. This project was originally awarded for $12.7 million. It's already run over budget by about $300,000 before this. 
Glenn Barber, the county's chief public information officer, said all the standard process for testing the site before construction was done. He said the work done by the geotechnical firm ECS was, quote, consistent practice in areas underlain by limestone conglomerate bedrock. Based on these studies, our consultant concluded there was no evidence of an existing or incipient slash imminent sinkhole on site, and the foundation was designed accordingly, end quote. Why limestone? Well, sinkholes are common in areas of limestone, and almost all of Leesburg is built over it. In 2015, a 30-foot by 40-foot sinkhole opened up on current terrace in the Exeter neighborhood after heavy rains. Uh, the sinkholes happen when subterranean water dissolves the rock and carries it away, leaving spaces and caverns underground that can collapse. The sinkhole at the Pennington Garage and the extra money it will cost are on the agenda for the Board of Supervisors meeting tonight. Remember Brian Davison? A quick refresher on some of his court cases. He sued several elected officials for blocking him on Facebook, claiming they violated his First Amendment rights for doing so. It's not at all clear where that's going to come down. One federal judge agreed with him in one case, and then a few days later, a different federal judge ruled against him in a different but very similar case. Both of these cases have been appealed. Well, what I'm about to talk about is not that case. He's also got a long-running legal fight over something called Student Growth Percentile Scores, or SGP, which is where he gets his online moniker Virginia SGP. Back in 2014, he sued the Virginia Department of Education to release SGP scores by school and by teacher, which they had refused to do. Loudoun administrators say those scores are not a good way to track a school's quality of instruction since they only track students' progress in math and reading in grades 3 through 8, do not account for students who take alternative SOL tests or students who are new to Virginia or students who have transferred schools. Mr. Davison, who has two kids in the school system, has argued the scores are a better indicator of students' year-over-year progress than the SOLs and would help the schools identify their most effective teachers. In April of last year, a Richmond Circuit Court judge ruled in Mr. Davison's favor and said the Department of Education had to release the scores, including the names of the schools and teachers. Then, last Thursday, the Virginia Supreme Court overturned that ruling. The court ruled that Virginia law makes, quote, teacher performance indicators confidential. The Supreme Court also required the lower court to reconsider its ruling that required the Department of Education and the Loudoun County School Board to pay Mr. Davison $35,000 to cover attorney's fees and other costs. Whether they have to do that will rest with the lower court, but the Supreme Court said if anyone does, it should be the State Department of Education, since they keep the SGP scores and not the county. And a man from West Virginia is facing an attempted murder charge after attempting to fire a gun at the Not Fade Away Music Festival near Aldi on Sunday. According to the Loudoun County Sheriff's Office, at about 3.30 p.m. Sunday, 33-year-old Charles E. Crowley of Shanks, West Virginia, got into a physical struggle with private security at the music festival. He allegedly pulled out a gun, pointed it at one of the security officers, and tried to fire it. It jammed, and security detained him until the sheriff's deputies arrived. Mr. Crowley was taken into custody without further incident and charged with attempted second-degree murder and willfully discharging firearms in a public place. He was taken to the hospital for non-life-threatening injuries he sustained during the fight, and is being held without bond at the Loudoun County Adult Detention Center. Get the full story on all these stories over at loudonnow.com. And let me tell you about one other thing. 
This Thursday, I will be judging and emceeing a spelling bee that you can just kind of drop in and play one round or whatever you like over at Leesburg Brewing Company to raise money for Loudon Literacy. So it's pretty fun. I'm going to be a very unfair judge. There'll be lots of unfair words, but happily there are provisions in the rules for bribing the judge if you get one wrong. And at the end of the night, basically whoever's won the most rounds and you can buy wins off of other people, all kinds of stuff. All this money obviously goes to Loudon Literacy. It goes to a great cause. You'll have a chance to enter the final round of the Spelling Bee, which will include some great prizes, uh, wine from Fabioli Sellers, tickets to the big corporate Spelling Bee, uh, all kinds of cool stuff. Anyway, it's this Thursday. It starts at 7 p.m. and runs until 9. It's at Leesburg Brewing Company on Loudon Street here in Leesburg. And as I say, it should be a ton of fun. It raises money for a great project. And I look forward to seeing you out there. Anyway, as I say, all of this, including a short article about that fundraiser, are all at loudonnow.com. On today's calendar, Arts in the Village Gallery in Village at Leesburg has announced its September featured artist exhibit, Shimmer and Shine. Check out a show that explores all that gleams with ceramics by Carol Clay Ward and painting by Karen Hutchinson. It's open from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, remember to subscribe so it'll be waiting for you there every morning when you wake up. Okay, have a great day. Just for listening to the whole show, I'm going to give you a hint about this spelling bee on Thursday. We don't have the full list of words finalized yet. But one of the trick words is expected to be my name. Don't tell anyone. Just between us. All right. See you Thursday.